Kansas City is in the middle of a housing crisis. Quite frankly, the rent is too damn high and our people are getting priced out. But it doesn't have to be this way. Question two on November's ballot will ask us to pass a $50 million bond to fund housing Kansas Cityans can actually afford. And it won't increase taxes by a dime. Vote yes on question two to invest $50 million for truly affordable housing for our people, our neighborhoods, and our future. Paid for by KC Tenants Power. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm afraid I have some bad news for you. It's Monday. Good morning. Wrong again. I am not a morning person. I hate mornings. Let's get to work. I hate Mondays. Oh, I hate Mondays. No, I'm not crazy about them either. I also don't like Tuesdays, Wednesdays, or Thursdays. (laughs) It's time for... What is it? Showtime. Thanks for listening to the KC Morning Show. Everything's running smoothly. Yo, yo, yo! What is going on? My name's Hartzell, and this right here, it's your KC Mofo! Kansas City. A happy Monday to the KC Morning Hoes. Let us all take a moment, pay tribute to our Lord and Savior, Patrick Mahomes. What a game last night. Go Chiefs. Suck it, Tennessee. And suck it, Buffalo, for that matter. Two for the price of one. On the show today, my friends, tomorrow is election day. Are you ready? Big day tomorrow. I'm going to be hosting for the Mike Kelly campaign. He's running for Johnson County Commissioner. Hoping my guy brings it home. His opponent is a nut. And if you did already vote, well done. Well done. That means you already saw this question. Amendment 4, if passed, would require Kansas City to spend 25% of its general revenue on the Kansas City Police Department, up from its current 20%. It is nothing but hot garbage, sweet, sweet nonsense. We're voting no on 4, and we're going to have our friends Dylan and Amaya with Decarcerate KC. They're going to tell us exactly why we're voting no on four. Rate, review, subscribe, do that thing you do, Kansas City. I love you. I love you so much that I need you to vote tomorrow because radical love is what sends you to the polls. With radical love, we can change the world, Kansas City. Let's restore the soul of Kansas City. Back in your feeds tomorrow, it is a good day to be a Kansas Cityan. Hopefully, even better day tomorrow. We'll see you in the morning. Bye. Going straight to one place, right to Kansas City. The KC Morning Show. For the first time on your KC Morning Show, the homies from Decarcerate KC, Dylan and Amaya. Tomorrow is election day. We're going to be voting no on four. Our friends from Decarcerate KC here to tell us why. Welcome to the show, y'all. Good morning. Thanks for having us. We're going to talk about the language. You're going to fill us in on why we're doing what we're doing. But I want the backstory on Decarcerate KC in solidarity with everything you all have been doing. Can you give us some context? You know, paint us that picture. How did we get here? 
So Decarcerate KC was officially founded just a few months ago with a mission to raise awareness and create change around issues of incarceration and policing in Kansas City. But before we founded, we were working on issues, one being the Jackson County Detention Center, which basically concerns not being in the best shape. So we're essentially just organizers from all across Kansas City who were really devoted to working on this issue, working on cash bail reform. But once the election season started, we decided to change directions and give ourselves a name. So that's, you know, where it all started and how we began working on this campaign against Amendment 4. What Amaya said is like absolutely the core story of how we ended up sort of founding something called Decarcerate KC. But it really, like she said, comes from a group of like-minded individuals who care deeply about seeing change in systems of policing and incarceration in our city staying in touch and inspiring each other in the work that they were doing, eventually just coming together and saying, hey, we can really bring our power together and do something about this to build power in this city like we haven't seen on these issues. So why why the pivot? Shoot, I mean, John Oliver talked about bill reform last week on his HBO show. You know, it's a huge, important issue, and you all were doing an amazing job highlighting it. But this is also big what we got going on tomorrow, Election Day. Why the pivot and why so important? Yeah, definitely. Well, for us, bill reform is still important. It's not something that we completely decided to, you know, cut loose. But I think it's because of the immediacy of what's going on in Kansas City, how awful, you know, this issue of Amendment 4 is um, that we decided to really, you know, shift gears and put a lot of our energy into something that we knew needed to have some sort of awareness around. Um, and we knew that as an organization, if we were to just pick up that weight, then we could do something really big. So it wasn't that, you know, bail reform isn't important to us because it's still something that we're trying to pursue. The abolition of jails is still something we're trying to pursue. But right now in this current election season, fighting against Amendment 4 is something that we saw as being, you know, really immediate and uh, really needing support. The immediacy has a lot to do with the unique position that Kansas City is in by not having local control of its police department. So all decisions that are made currently about the Kansas City Police Department from budgeting to accountability goes through a board that is controlled by the governor and is controlled by a Missouri legislature that, quite frankly, doesn't know much if anything about Kansas City and what's best for us. We know that we as a community know what's best for us. And this legislation pushes the bar further for us to actually be able to build power and make decisions for ourselves as a community. So for us, Mm -hmm. this is like a blockade that we need to resist in the moment so that we can do the powerful work that we want to do when it comes to these issues in the future. So let's break down what folks are going to see, the language. Why is this so, I mean, not even tragic. It's it's detrimental. Mayor Q is actually yeah. quoted saying this is like colonial taxation without representation type stuff, you know? So tell me why we are voting no tomorrow on question four. What we see with Amendment 4 is a complete power grab by state legislators in Jefferson City, you know, those who 
um, aren't even from Kansas City, really telling Kansas Cityans what they can and can't do with their budget. So for us, that does point back to this colonial way of doing things where these really powerful politicians are terrorizing people in a community by telling them and, and dictating the decisions that they make. Even on the ballot language, you see how politicians are misleading the public and misleading the entire state of Missouri with what Amendment 4 actually is. So again, Kansas City is one of the only cities in the entire country and the only city in the entire state of Missouri whose police department has state control. So what we see on the ballot language is that not until the very end is Kansas City pointed out as the only city in Missouri that has state control. It says something really big like, should we, you know, increase the minimum funding requirement for a state-appointed board of police commissioners? Um, for those who don't really know what that is, which is a lot of people in Missouri, that's only Kansas City. So because of that dictating on the state of state politicians in Missouri, because of the really intentional deception that's going on, we're telling people to vote no for, you know, the protection of Kansas Cityans, but also because of the protection of other municipalities in Missouri. On somebody's ballot in Springfield, they're going to say, hey, Kansas City, y'all need to y'all need to go ahead and pay these cops more. Mm -hmm. You're not looking at any of the statistics that say that, well, these these folks ain't earned a raise. What do you think is going to connect to folks in rural Missouri? How do you convince that person at the lake that this this is not (laughs) what you think this is, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge question that's been a part of our campaign work from the beginning. And we actually think that this is a really universal sort of bipartisan answer. For me, it's, you know, my people are from those arcs in Missouri. You know, I family is from Southern Missouri. I got people in my family who are all over the political spectrum. And even with talking with them, it becomes clear that this should concern Missourians all over the state that state representatives in Jefferson City are trying to take decision-making power away from local communities. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's Kansas City now, but who's to say what that might look like down the line? Local communities, no matter what party line you're towing, should have a say in where their money goes and how it's spent, and also have a say in the decisions that impact their communities. This ballot measure sends a dangerous message across the state that local communities aren't deserving of those rights and that state powers can ultimately decide what goes on in municipalities. That, to me, should resonate with Cape Girardeau, with Bolivar, with Joplin, with Trenton, Missouri, right? This should be something across the board that makes Missourians honestly scared for the power grab that the Missouri legislature could explore in the future. You know, I think that's a smart approach because, you know, I asked that question because if we really wanted to take it as far back, you know, they're really taking advantage of a system that is rooted in racism. You know, there's a reason why we don't have local control in Kansas City. And it kind of stems back to St. Louis and that Civil War stuff, you know, that comes with taking away the power of urban minority communities. And, you know, you can say it's the Pendergast era and all that. And you're right. But let's Mm -hmm. not forget where it started. I, I circle back to that argument about how can we make this resonate at the lake, you know, and those folks in Gerardo where you can't get them and maybe, you know, talking about the, the CRT of it all. Can we at least get them on the this doesn't seem right of it all? You know, maybe and maybe we're talking in circles. We're going to find out tomorrow. I'm curious. Are you encouraged as you are on the ground doing this good work? What are you hearing? 
From both sides of the party line, you know, there has been a lot of agreement about this idea that local communities should have a say in what's going on in their local community. It's something that's democratic. It's something that is moral. It's something that we as people, you know, living in this state together really have as like a solid framework for how government should function. People should have a say in the areas that they're most impacted by. And I think that Of course, there are going to be those opponents of what we're doing, those who are advocating for Amendment 4, who really try to take this issue and put it into something that it's not and really use fear-mongering tactics to try to convince the public, convince those who may be leaning more to one side that what they're doing is right and what they're doing is just. But to that, I say, those politicians are lying to you about what is going on. Those politicians, at any chance they get, I guarantee you, will take advantage of your city and take advantage of the people who are closest to you just so they can get a power grab. And so that's what we're seeing with this amendment. We're seeing one step closer for these politicians to take control, more control over Kansas City, and then take more control over other cities in the entire state of Missouri. So I feel really encouraged by the work that we've been able to accomplish by making it something that is nonpartisan, something that can resonate with audiences across Missouri. But of course, there's always going to be those politicians who try to deceive, who try to manipulate and take control at any chance that they can get. I got folks I know who are listening in the car who, you know, they might lean on the side of, you know, we back the blue or whatever that even means, by the way. I don't actually know. At the end of the day, the cops were a prop. At its core, this is a power reach from Jeff City. And I hope, I hope that resonates tomorrow. Big picture. You think we get local control in Kansas City in the near future? I think that that is something that's going to be dependent on how much power we can build as a community in Kansas City of Kansas Cityans who are fed up with the status quo. We've been talking about this issue in the ways that it can be addressed to like all Missourians, regardless of party affiliation or how you feel about the police. But one thing that I want to ground us in is that most people in the Kansas City community that I talk to, that I work with, are under the feeling, regardless of how you feel about the police, what we are doing right now is not working. We don't have accountability with our police department, and we don't have, quite frankly, a lot of communities that feel safe under the watch of the police department. We believe that state politicians are actually misleading about the correlation between police funding and public safety. We're deeply concerned with safety. Kansas Cityans are deeply concerned with safety. But over the past decade, KCPD has increased its budget exponentially and not once has it really resulted in a decrease in crime. So what we think is that the voice of the people is being suppressed by state politicians who don't know the first thing about Kansas City. And when the voice of the people has an opportunity to rise and to be heard, it will be resounding support for local control and accountability and truly a challenge to the status quo. How many millions of dollars now has the KCPD sent out in settlements? I mean, if you ask me, they're defunding themselves, but that's a question for, I guess, another day. My friends, where can folks go to find out more, to learn more about the amazing, vital work that you all are doing with Decarcerate KC? 
They can go to any of our social platforms. We are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Decarcerate KC. If they want to get involved directly, they can contact us at DecarceratekC at gmail.com. Please get in touch. It's going to take all of us. Dylan and Amaya with Decarcerate KC. Election Day is tomorrow. Do you have a voting plan? Can you grab some other homies and bring them to the polls with you? My friends, thank you for giving a damn. Decarcerate KC, these are conversations that we we need. And I'm so happy you're here leading the charge. Will you come back on the show? Of course. Thanks so much for having us. Anytime.
to the KC Morning Show.